Welcome to the worst gig of my life. I'm Joe Lucas and I chat with bands, musicians and comedians to hear the real, uncensored stories of the worst gigs they've ever played. Afterwards, our guests get a shot at redemption by doing a live set in our very own studio. This week, we have Nathan Power. Nathan has toured all over Australia and has the horror stories to prove it. This episode contains bad language, so don't even think about listening or watching if you're a young, impressionable child. We'd also like to thank our caterers, Devourit Catering, who provide award-winning pies for all of our guests. This is the last episode of 2020. We'll be back in the second week of January with some more great stories and great guests. Enjoy the show. So I've, I've got a couple that I'm going to talk about. Um, so I need to set the scene a little bit, I think, for the first one. Mm-hmm. So I toured for probably about three years in a terrible two-piece blues band. Um, and I'm not going to name their name because they're still around and... <laughs> They're still making money off some CDs that I put a lot of a lot of my work into, um, but it was like it was a pretty eye-opening experience because I'd kind of never really toured before this band, and we basically jumped in. and In three years, we did probably about five hundred shows. Um, five hundred—that's a lot of shows in three years. It was dude. genuinely like like crazy. That's like nuts. Genuinely crazy. So we released, yeah, we released three albums in three years. Um, did about five hundred shows. Did like pretty much most of Australia. So like our first real tour was a run up the East Coast and we did 14 shows in 12 days, which was like, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, and at the time, so it's a two-piece band, right? I'm driving, I'm like supplying my drums, I'm supplying the PA and the other guy doesn't drive. So the whole tour is just me driving for eight hours, <laughs> setting up my drums, setting up the PA system, <laughs> playing three sets of terrible blues then packing all the shit up while the other guy got really drunk and then me driving him home. Are you sure? You, were you even in the band? Were you just the driver at this oh, stage? Oh, man, it was like, like... Did he even need the drums or was just like, man, I need someone who can drive a car? Pretty much. I, I did feel quite used um, <laughs> for a lot a lot of the time in that band. Anyway, so this band, like, we're really hungry at the start. We're, we're just, like, keen to do a lot of gigs. We're kind of thinking it's going to be like a Black Keys kind of thing, you know, we'll do this shit for a year and then we're going to be selling out Rod Laver next year and mm-hmm. like, you just have to push to get there, right? Um, so we basically just agreed to every possible gig we could do and we just like booked the shit out of all these gigs, right? Um, I can swear on this. Is that cool? Oh, I don't think anyone... I don't think there has been a guest that hasn't said fuck at least 20 times. All right, so that's fine. Well, that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> um, so one of the first gigs we did, um, we got booked and the other guy basically, he just like booked any old gigs. like, yep. $100, we're there, like we'll do a pub meal, couple beers, 100 bucks, off we go. Um, one of the first gigs we did was this blues cruise that started in Geelong, right? Um, so we drive from Melbourne, drive to Geelong, get to this cruise, and we get there and we realise that they don't have a PA system provided, they're relying on us to bring one. When you say so, cruise, you mean in, it's a gig on an actual Yeah, boat. it's like a boat, yeah. yeah. So um, it's like a, we assumed it was going to be like, uh, Ruby Princess, like one of those diamond cruises, maybe. It's a tinny. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like you fit maybe, maybe 30, 40 people on there and you start going like, <laughs> I need to get rid of some drums to make space for more punters. Yeah. Um, so we get to Geelong and we get to the wharf and there's like no PA system and the lady who's running is like, oh, you know, the bands provide the PA. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. So I'm like frantically calling the one guy I know in Geelong who's got a PA system. Your PA dealer. Pretty much. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll sort you out, no worries. Rocks up 20 minutes later and he's got a fold-back speaker and an SM58 and that's it. He's like, yep, this is all I got. Like, rest of my PA is 
gone for a wedding tonight. And we're like, all right. So we plugged the SM58 straight into the back of the foldback speaker and that's it. Like no desk, no effects, like literally just like a vocal mic straight into no the No reverb? Nothing. How like, did absolutely you nothing. play? Oh man, it was like, it was crazy. <laughs> so we're on this boat set up with our one speaker with my drums with this guy who plays guitar and sings um the other guy in the band obviously doesn't drive doesn't drive um and where we were told it was a three set gig and we're like oh yeah cool three sets like the boat's gonna like load a bunch of people on we're gonna drive around the harbor for 45 minutes come back load the people off load the next group on drive around so we had 40 minutes of material like that's all we had and we're like that's fine we'll play the same set three times and the lady's like no this is a three hour gig, like we're going and you're playing for three hours straight. And we're like, all right, we can do that. <laughs> like by this point, we're already on the boat with all our shit set it's up. It's too late. And so we're like, that's fine, we'll stretch it out. So we're playing our set, first set, well like the one set. Um, and we turned 40 minutes of material into probably like an hour and 20 minutes with like every song gets a drum solo, every song gets a guitar <laughs> solo, every song has like a breakdown vocal bit, like another drum solo, just like stress the fucking shit out of it, right? Much as we can do. Um, and we get to an hour and 20 minutes and we're like, all right, like cool, we've run out of songs. Um, and we don't announce it, but we're like, we're just going to go back to the start of the set list and just like play all the songs again. Which is like, you know, pretty standard. Yeah. And like you assume that people are drunk enough that no one's going to notice. So we start into the first song and some lady comes up. She's like, have you played this before? And we're like halfway through the song. <laughs> I'm playing drums. I'm like, yeah, like, of course we played this song. Like it's a, it's a two-piece blue band. We don't have any songs, right? Um, and so like we finish the song and she comes up. She's like, look, that was okay. But like, can you play something we know? And we're like, oh. Anyway, if you've ever done like a covers gig or like a regional like country town gig or like kind of any gig really, mm. like the drunk lady coming up and being like, hey, can you play something we know is like, it's kind of the down point of the night. It's the point where you go like, are we going to play some ACDC and like cater to this lady or are we going <laughs> to keep playing our original music and just like... Do you want to pay the bills or do you want people to like you? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like most times I just keep playing my original music and like, no one has a good time. Like, I don't have a good time. They don't have a good time, but it's kind of okay. Like, whatever. I'm still making some money. Um, so we're like, no, we don't play any songs, you know, sorry. And she's like, all right, whatever. So we played for like another 20 minutes and people by this point have been on the boat for like two hours and they are drunk, right? They're like, absolutely wasted. It's the blues cruise, like mm. leaving Geelong, driving around Phillip Bay. Like, what else is there to do? Um, so we've been playing for about two hours and we strike upon this Ray Charles song. It's like the one cover we know. Which song? Uh, what's that song? Anyone? Any? <laughs> cool video? No. Uh, it's just, it's like a standard 12 bar blues. It's like, if you play it, everyone's like, oh, it's that Ray Charles song. Like, How does it go? I really uh, like Ray Charles. Yeah. It's, to be honest, the only thing I remember about it is it's got like a good bass line. And the only reason I remember that is like this was the only bass line the other guy in the band knew how to play. It's like everything else was just kind of strumming open chords. Um, I'll think of it. I'll, I'll come back Let to it. Let me know, it. please. Yeah. Put in the show notes. <laughs> uh, so we play this Ray Charles song and people are loving it. So like we've already played it twice at this point, right? So we're playing it for the third time. and People are like, man, I fucking love that song. <laughs> it's like the first time we played it for probably about 20 minutes. Second time we stretched out to 25 and now we've just like passed the two hour mark and we're like playing this song for the third time. Like <laughs> we played like most of this cruise has just been this one song that people seem to know and that like 
at this point we've played it for like way too long. Yeah. So we finish it up and we're like trying to play one of the original songs. Um, and the captain like actually stops the boat. He's like, just play that Ray Charles song. And we're like, all right. He's like, don't worry, mate. Like we're going to be home. Like you can actually see like the wharf is like 20 minutes away. He's just like, play that song, like finish out the gig. Oh. So we're like, we actually played that song for a fourth time in this three set gig <laughs> and like pretty much just played it all the way to the end. Just like going cruise into town this has got to be it like there's nothing else we can do um so we finish up and we're feeling pretty shit about the gig obviously like quite despondent a bit demoralized ah totally um and the lady who's running the cruise is like oh yeah like good job boys made the best of a bad situation i'm like all right um and then like <laughs> That's such a rude thing to say yeah exactly <laughs> well then we jump in the car like drop off the pa system driving back from geelong to melbourne and like 20 minutes later we get this email from her she's like yeah, I'm not booking you again. Like, to be honest, like, we kind of don't want to be booked again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ow. Mm. Feelings um, hurt. Anyway, I, after that, so that was probably like a month or two into this band. Um, and I stayed with this guy for about three years after that, right? Um, Drove him around for three years. It's commitment. It, yeah. Uh, to be honest, Stockholm syndrome. Syndrome. It was a little bit of that, and like, I, yeah, I kind of hope this doesn't get back to him because you know. Hopefully, the podcast them. doesn't blow up and he doesn't listen to That's it. That's true. You know. Yeah. You and Joe Rogan just gonna be like heading the Spotify <laughs> podcast. That's yeah. List. I legally changed my name to Joe, so people might search up Joe Rogan, but yeah. find me accidentally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's that band and there's like, to be honest, it's a bit too easy just to tell stories from that band because like most of the gigs were pretty shit. <laughs> um, so I might talk a little bit about my solo career mm-hmm. for, you know, the, the people who don't know me yet. Talk about whatever you want. Cool. Um, well, I mean, like most people don't know me yet. Like, well, no one really knows me. Yet. 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 Um, so for the last couple of years after I left that band, um, I've been doing like a solo kind of singer somewhere folk thing um and i didn't really get like enough punishment playing in two-piece band that like drove around the country so i decided i'd just drive around the country solo playing solo gigs because like that's much less punishing Mm. right um and so it would have been we're doing this in 2020 this would have been like probably spring 2019 so what's that like september um i was doing a solo tour which was like it's a pretty hefty tour it's probably about I don't know, like 12 shows over maybe like 15 days. So it's kind of like most most days I had a show except, mm. I don't know, Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, for people who haven't toured Australia, it's kind of like finding gigs on Mondays and Tuesdays and even Wednesdays is pretty tricky unless you're in Melbourne or Sydney, right? And it's like because there's long distance between everything, it's kind of like you don't want to stop in, I don't know, insert random country town here like Bright or Beechworth or Goulburn or... Wodonga. Wodonga. Shout out to my homies in Wodonga. Shout out to the dong. Um, do they call it the dong? <laughs> yeah. Do they? Yeah, it's yes. a dong. Well, I know like Wollongong's the gong. So yeah. like, Wodonga's the dong. They're but, like sister cities. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like it's kind of hard to get gigs on like Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, unless you're in Melbourne. Even in Melbourne, it's like who wants to gig on a Monday night? Like, you know, there's not too much point in it. It's like, um, it's like peak hospitality worker finish their weekend shift and they're out. Yeah. Not a good folk vibe, but... No, That's the not kind really. of people that are out on Monday. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I don't know, gang of youths 
sold out nine nights at the Forum. It's like, a band like that could play on a Monday night in Melbourne and then have a good time. But Probably get away with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not there yet. <laughs> Working on it. Yet, yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like, so I did this tour last year um, around the release of an EP that I released then. Uh, and it was like, it was mostly pretty good. It's like I do a lot of kind of brewery gigs. And it's like they kind of dig having this guy playing like quiet acoustic folk songs in the background. Um, but kind of the main problem I made for myself was I hadn't really booked any accommodation. And it's like it's fine because like a lot of places I've got friends like Canberra, Sydney, all those places I've got friends. Um, and there's a couple of places where I'm sort of like, sleeping in my car out the back of the gig which sounds romantic or maybe it doesn't sound romantic but my car's actually like this little kia hatchback (laughs) um and what i did like just before this tour was i took the back seats out and i kind of like cut a foam mattress in half and sort of like contoured it to one side of the car do you even you're not a short man no i'm you wouldn't fit five ten ish um, well, that was the thing. So, like, to fit, I have to basically put the driver's seat down and then fold this mattress kind of over, which is fine because, like, most of the back is flat and then there's just this big sort of, like, uplifty bit where where the driver's seat is. Um, but the bigger problem is that, like, I took my PA system, I took two guitars, I took a banjo, like, all this stuff with me, and I'm, like, keeping it all in the car overnight. Obviously, I'm not going to put it anywhere else. Um, and it's kind of like the only way to make it fit was to sort of stack it down one side. Yeah. But I hadn't actually like road tested it before the first night I had to sleep in it. And I realized when I get in there that like actually I have to hold the guitar case to like lie in bed. <laughs> so like the whole night I'm like out the back of this pub in, uh, I want to say like Tamworth or Armadale, somewhere like kind of like mid New South Wales. Um, and I'm like sleeping in a car park on my like half foam mattress <laughs> hugging my guitar and I'm just like man like I've made some poor life choices <laughs> um, it'll pay off uh, it'll pay it off. also couldn't it <laughs> most likely won't pay off that's okay <laughs> um, anyway so I was doing this tour and I was actually having a pretty fun time because oh, like yeah. that particular gig like I made it sound really bad but I made friends with the um, guy who's running the bar and he's basically just like free cocktails on tap it's like I just like I wouldn't even look at him, and I like I'd just be playing a song. I wouldn't even look, and he'd just sort of like walk up and drop like another drink beside me, <laughs> and it was just like, oh hey man, like this is a new thing that I've just whipped up. And it's like yeah, try this cool. <laughs> like oh hey man, like here's something that like those people over there wanted you to have. I'm like, did they want me to have it? Like he's got sure. a crush on you, maybe. Um, and he's I'm pretty sure he was just like bored and just going like we're just gonna get this guy very drunk and see what happens. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I did this whole tour and I basically got all the way up to, uh, I don't know if I should name the place, but it's in a town called Yamba. And Sounds made up. If there's any, well, Yamba's actually a really beautiful town, but if there's any touring musicians listening to this podcast, they will know there's one hotel in Yamba that does live music and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a legend, right? Like mm. everyone knows this place because... Yamba's sort of, uh, I'm trying to place it exactly. It's kind of like halfway between Byron Bay and Sydney-ish. It's kind of like near Coffs Harbour, kind of in that area. Yeah, okay. So it's like if you're going from Sydney to Byron Bay and you don't want to drive nine hours or whatever it is, you're probably going to stop in Yamba or Coffs or one of those other towns around here. And for some reason, this particular hotel just like, I don't know, they've got like a nice stage or something. Something's going on like... 
everyone just stops there. And it's like you go into the bathroom and there's like all these touring posters and it's like amazing bands. Like, oh, Tame Impala played here. Like, cool. Like Tame Impala in 2008 before anyone knew them. Or like, um, I can't even think of anyone else. Like Dallas Frasco or like all these like great rock acts from the last, like you and I. It's like that sort of like, oh, they'll drop in and play somewhere just because it's halfway between two cities that they have to be in. Um, so and so I've played there a bunch of times and like invariably like we normally play there on a Thursday night because like we'll play in Sydney on Wednesday, play in Yamba on Thursday, play in Byron on Friday, get up to Brisbane for Saturday. It's like you've got like a good week of shows going. Yeah. Um, and most times, yeah, you're just there on a Thursday night and they're like they'll give you a bunch of free booze and like a bunch of free food and they'll put you up in the room upstairs and like you're going to have a pretty good time because it's Thursday night. Um Anyway, this was the last date of my solo tour, um, and I'd driven from Melbourne to Yamba over whatever, like about two weeks, and this was like a Sunday afternoon, and I'd never played there on a Sunday before, and I'm like, ah, oh, look, this will be fine, like it'll, it's a gig, whatever, I'm getting my insert amount of money here, probably like $50. Probably only 25 bucks. No, nah, it was probably, I think this was actually like a decent paid gig, which was why I decided to do it. Um, in fact, actually, I remember, I'm not going to say the money amount, but this was like Go enough on. for me to pay for petrol from Melbourne to Yamba, covering like most of the dates in between. So it's kind of like this one show was like kind of paying my petrol money for most of the tour. So I'm like, Andy? I'll do it. Like, whatever. So that means like I'm, com- I'm coming out of this tour with a little bit of profit, which mm. is cool. Um, so I get there at midday and I'm talking to the bar lady. She's like, yeah, you set up in the beer garden. I'm like, all right, like what's the beer garden? And one side, I'll, like I'll tell you the name of this place afterwards and you can look it up. One side of the hotel is like, it's kind of like a Wes Anderson film. It's sort of like this beautiful, like big, like bleached walls that looks out across the ocean. And it's like, it's actually on the edge of a cliff. Like those, like the balcony there is like literally, you could like jump off the cliff and you land in the water. It's like, it's beautiful. It's That's absolutely awesome. stunning. And the beer garden is on the other side, which is kind of just like at the top of this hill on a car park. And I'm like, all right, like, can Wait, I was play it in, on the... Was it in the venue? Yeah, it's like out the front of the venue. So it's like you sort of have to walk through the beer garden okay, to yeah. get into the venue. And then you walk out the other side onto the balcony. You've got the beautiful view. Yeah, so that's I'm, where Tame Impala play. They play on the other to, side. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm like playing in the beer garden and I'm like, ah, it's fine. Like three set gigs start at like three finish at six like gonna have a good time have my pub meal have a couple of drinks and drive back to melbourne tomorrow um and then i launched like i think i started at three right so i launched into my first set at three o'clock at 3 20 the power goes out and i'm just like ah, oh, fuck like that's kind of annoying so like put my acoustic guitar over in the corner i go talk to the bar lady i'm like hey what's going on she's like oh like the whole town power's gone out and i'm like oh fuck that's kind of annoying <laughs> and you get like, 12 hours a day yeah, exactly. Can't be greedy. Well, that's true. Um, and I'm just like, okay, like, what what does that mean? She's like, ah, oh, like, do you want to just, do you want to just, like, hang on for a minute and, like, we'll talk to, like, the people who run the thing and, like, figure out what's going on. I'm like, all right, like, hang out, have some beer. Wait, when you say the thing, do you mean the bar or the people that oh, like the, the, the power town, for the town? Like the council, like whoever, I don't know, you yeah, know. Davo. Yeah. Davo, yeah. Uh, power shop. Uh, <laughs> hashtag... I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have a hashtag. Um, yeah. uh, so she, I don't know who she got onto, but she called like someone from the council or someone from the power company and they're like, yep, like 
scheduled maintenance. I'm like, fuck, like scheduled maintenance. And they're like, yeah, the whole town's out of power. Like, so you've scheduled for like the whole town to be out of power on a Sunday afternoon. How, how big's the town, sorry? Uh, Yamba, look, I'd be guessing, but like maybe 5,000. Like not, mm. not big, but not little. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, weird so for the whole town to just I know. go down. Yeah. And also weird that like they didn't tell people, like you assume <laughs> that they just like let it drop everyone be like, hey. Like, we're replacing the power lines. Yeah. You'll be out from this time to this time. Um, so she gets on to them. They're like, yep, scheduled maintenance, like, Sunday afternoon. And she's like, oh, like, that's a bit shit. What time's it coming back on? They're like, oh, 5.30? I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Like, my set's from 3 to 6. And so, like, I'm sitting there and she gets off the phone. And she's like, yeah, yeah, power's off till 5.30. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? She's like, ah, oh, like, do you want to just play acoustic? I'm like, like, I've set up my whole PA system. Yeah. Like, do you want me just to, like, actually play acoustic in the beer garden? She's like, yeah, yeah. That'll be fine, right? I'm like, well, not really. Like, have you ever played acoustic? It's like you're playing at, I don't know, fucking your mate's, um, like, backyard barbecue and you're the guy in the corner, like, the drunk uncle playing guitar and everyone's <laughs> ignoring you. So that's what I did literally from 3.20 to 5.30. I played solo acoustic in the corner of this beer garden. And, like, for the first, ah, oh, realistic 30 seconds, people were like, oh, yeah, like, good on you, mate. You're doing a yeah, great job. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, love your gusto. Like, cool. Like, crank out a couple more. And then literally 30 seconds in, everyone just, like, turns away from me. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, because, oh, like, you kind of rely on the PA system, like, get into their conversations. And, like, people go, oh, like, there's nice ambience. Yeah. And this is like, no, this is just a guy, like, annoyingly playing acoustic guitar in the background mm. and trying to sing over us. Um, so I literally played two and a half sets of like this absolute acoustic background beer garden music. Um, and I'd find all these people would like walk into the beer garden. So they're coming off the car park and they'd walk in. They'd be like, oh, like all the lights are off. And they'd be like, oh, this guy's like playing solo acoustic. And someone else would word them up, be like, oh, yeah, like the power's out. You're like, oh, what's this guy doing? Oh, uh, I don't know. He's just like playing music. I think he's like a busker or something. And I'm like, mate, I've like come here, set up all my PA system. I've driven from Melbourne to Yamba to play you motherfuckers some music. And here I am just like playing acoustic in the background. Oh, anyway. Should have brought your generator. I should have. So, well, I mean, my last name's Power, so <laughs> insert some sort of joke. They probably there. thought that it wasn't going to be a problem. That's why they didn't tell you. That's Nathan true. Power, obviously, yeah. he's got a generator. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it was probably the most disheartening gig. And it's kind of like, yeah, by virtue of the fact, like if it had been another 20-minute set, I would have gone, all right, this is shit or whatever. But it was basically three hours straight of pain just being fucking, yeah, kicked in the, kicked in the nuts. It'll yeah. all be worth it one day. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I assume my post is still up. Yeah, that true. hotel in Yamba, so, you know. Never planning on going back. To be honest, and this is like really dirty, they actually sent me an email about a month ago going, hey, like, because I, I book gigs for other people as well. So, um, well, pre-COVID, I was, yeah, kind of working as a booking agent. Um, and they're like, hey, mate, like, we'd love to hear from you. Have you got any touring acts that are like heading this direction soon? And I'm like, you realize we are in Melbourne and like we have been locked down for like, seven months straight now and like we're actually not allowed to leave <laughs> yeah. our houses 
They're like, we're definitely not allowed to leave the state and we're definitely not coming up to Yamba. So I just didn't respond. I'm like, I'll leave that. I'll you, come back to it. Yeah, I'll tell you, for money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of states, yeah, have really struggled to understand uh, we couldn't leave within five kilometres of our house for about three months there. Yeah, man, it was, yeah, it was kind of, kind of weird, hey. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fun times. <laughs> it was fun times. I did spend a lot of time at home playing banjo. Yeah. Which is good, maybe? Uh, maybe. I guess I'd need to hear it first. Yeah. Well, could be no check out my YouTube channel. Yeah, Nathan subscribe. Power YouTube. Hit the notification bell for that <laughs> ding. Smash that like and subscribe button. Damn straight. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of been the last couple of years of gigs for me. Hell yeah. Got any more pain you want to talk about? Um, I was trying to think of other good stories I had. Yeah, the problem is, to be honest, most of them are a little bit like, I want to say X-rated, but that's not the right word. Like, they're not X-y. They're like, I don't know. What's... Sad? Violent? Uh, Depressing? Maybe just like not stuff that I want on record. So, mm, if boo. You, boo. If you run into This only goes gig, out on YouTube. Yeah. Well, and other places. If you run into me at a gig, I will happily tell you the story of that time at the fourth pub in Tasmania. That <sighs> is a good leave story. Leave me like this. Come on. I'll actually I'll tell it to you after oh. after we finish this. But for everyone else, just find me at a gig. Oh come, come on. Ask me about this. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean to be honest, like I've done a lot, a lot of quiet gigs. And um, so my girlfriend has basically gotten to the point where she will come with me on tour because she wants to sit in beer gardens and, like, drink wine and, like, get free pub meals and feel like she's part of the band. But she actually leaves when I start playing music. <laughs> and it's a bit like, ah, oh, like, thanks, babe. Uh, but, like, I kind of get it from her perspective. Like, she's heard these songs now probably at least 100 times. Oh, it's like, I mean, that's what she tells you. Maybe yeah. she just doesn't like your music. That's probably true. But, yeah, she's there for the, for the touring experience but not she's actually for the music. She's there for the, for the fun music. stuff but totally. not for the moral support. Yeah. That's good. That's good of her. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she's a nice lady. Oh, no. She's delightful. Yeah. What advice would you give to other musicians that have just experienced a terrible gig themselves? Yeah. Look, it's pretty hard. Um, I, To be honest, the thing that's actually kept me going is like I pre-book a lot of stuff. So it's kind of like I normally go, I've got four months worth of shit booked in advance. So if I have a really shit gig next week, I kind of have no choice but to just rock up the next week and keep going because I've got all this stuff in the future. So is that advice? Just like maybe free plan your life and yeah, take no fucks. Pre-order your gigs, no fucks. I guess. Yeah, give mm. no fucks. That's also applicable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on this show, uh, whilst we also talk about the uh, mental pain of playing terribly, mm. you also get a shot at redemption by playing a live song in the studio. Mm -hmm. What song are you going to be playing for us today? Uh, so this is a song called Sparrow Song, which is off my EP that I released in April this year um, called The Hopeful Clutter. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I was going to tour this, but obviously COVID read its mm. nasty head and yeah, so Ruined I just kind of did an online release. What's the song about? Uh, yeah, good question. You're going to have to listen to it and find out. Oh, it's a mystery, hey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I've, well, I've got a bit of inspiration behind this one. So it's called Sparrow Song and it's kind of about the idea of like 
struggling to find a home and like feeling a bit flightless sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, I stole most of my ideas from the tallest man on earth. Do you know him? No. So he's a um, Swedish singer-songwriter. His real name's Christian something. I'm getting a nod from Vinny over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like he's an amazing kind of finger picker. He sounds a lot like Bob Dylan. So if cool. you listen to any of Tallest Man on Earth's records, kind of like, oh, it's like sort of a modern Bob Dylan. Um, but he's kind of got this trope where every song's about nature. Um, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but you'd suspect that like after six albums, you'd go, all right, like is there anything else going on? There's a lot of nature out there. There is a lot of nature. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I stole this idea of Sparrow Song and the idea of kind of, I guess, borrowing from nature to put in some sort of narrative arc. Fuck yeah. Beautiful. That's yep. beautiful. All right. Let's do it. Are we ready to do it? One, two, three, four. Sparrow land on your feet, find a place to sit and be This wind has never felt so icy Yes, I'll find my feet this time, branch the land that's only mine Leave the broken earth below me Leave the broken earth below me Leave the broken earth below me Let me leave my sins, let the hopeful flutter in Never had a song a single place to call my home Little bird on little wings Flying south to chase the spring Dreaming of the higher things A place to go home Settling against the wind Blowing all the storm clouds in the deepest, darkest grey in the sky. Another night to spend alone, another night to spend at home. The storm is not a match for fly. The storm is not a match for fly. The storm will never match my fly. Let me leave my sins, let the hopeful clutter in. Never had a song to sing, a place to call my home at. Little bird on little wings, flying south to chase the spring, dreaming up the higher things, a place to go home. Sparrow never knows, sparrow never knows itself. Sparrow never knows, sparrow never knows itself. Sparrow never knows, sparrow never knows itself. Sparrow never knows, drag your psyche through itself. The wind will pull down houses, rain will knock down trees, and I will float away amongst the breeze. Shorter than a startled whisper, quiet than a whispered shout. Never needed any love to let these broken wings come out. Let me leave my sins, let the hopeful clutter in Never had a song to sing, a place to call my home And little bird on little wings, 
Was flying south to chase the spring Dreaming of the higher things Let me leave my sins Let the hopeful clutter in Never had a song to sing A place to call my home Little bird on little wings Flying south to chase the spring Dreaming of the higher things A place to go home And that's it. Thanks for listening. That's all for 2020. The next episode will air next year on Friday the 8th of January. If you enjoyed this, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or whichever podcast platform you're listening from. The theme song for The Worst Gig of My Life was produced by Nathan Laurent. The interview and live performance was recorded and mixed by, you guessed it, Nathan Laurent. See you next year. Bye.